I really began to mentor those franchisees and saw that this wasn't just a problem inside of our brand, it was a problem system-wide. And it's because so many people dive into business ownership and invest in franchises coming from an employee position. And they bring all of their employee habits with them, which means they get in there and they just wanna do, 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 and make sure that the, like all the daily operations are getting done, but they don't really know what the growth strategies are that are needed to take the business to the next level. You are listening to the Infinite Franchisee Show. I am your host, April Porter. I am a franchisee empire building strategist, creator of the Infinite Franchisee Program, attorney, and an award-winning multi-unit franchisee on a mission to fill the gap between the franchise model and the executive level strategies you need to increase profits, build a team, and scale into multiple locations. Here, we connect every franchisee to infinite possibilities. I originally came to St. Louis uh, to attend Washington University School of Law. And while there, I met my husband, who thankfully is not an attorney. We met at a St. Louis Cardinals game. And after I met him, I ended up sticking around. So my focus in law school, I knew I wanted to become a prosecuting attorney. And from a very young age, I have had a compulsion, maybe a conviction is a better word, to fight for justice. And so I originally began my career in Franklin County Prosecutor's Office. And I spent a couple of years there before moving on to St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office, where I practiced for eight years. And as an assistant of prosecuting attorney, I was assigned specialty cases in the subject matter of sexual assault, child abuse, and homicides was the major were the majority of my cases. And so I spent a great deal of time in court and in trial. And that's really where I wanted to be. That's one of the reasons I wanted to be a prosecutor is because not only did I have a drive for fighting for justice, but I also love to perform in front of people. And so being a trial attorney gave me the opportunity to be in front of a judge and to be in front of a jury quite frequently. And I really did enjoy that work. It was very fulfilling to connect with the victims of crime and to advocate on their behalf. But there were a lot of dark things and there were a lot of frustrations with that job as well. Very rarely did a perpetrator actually receive the level of punishment that we thought befit the crime, particularly once I had gotten to know the victim so well. Um, it was hard to see the person who had traumatized them walk away with a lesser sentence that, than one that would reflect the damage that had actually been inflicted. And so it was about 10 years, nine to 10 years into my journey as a prosecutor when I really started to look for something else. But I, to be quite frank about it, all the other areas of law just seemed really boring. I mean, I had no desire whatsoever to sit behind a desk and review contracts all day. And there really isn't another type of law you can practice other than criminal that gets you in the courtroom as frequently as I had been. So it, it got me ready to explore other avenues, other careers, and something that I've always 
been drawn to is business ownership. I've had an entrepreneurial spirit since a very young age. I was always having side gigs. Even when I was a prosecutor, I was teaching dance and then teaching fitness. And then even at one point in time, I was selling skincare and breaking records in, in that business. And so I saw uh, an opportunity to invest in a franchise, which was a kickboxing gym. And there weren't any in the St. Louis area, which meant that we would be the first location here. And I felt like that gave us quite the advantage to introduce the market to the concept and to scale into multiple locations and kind of lock down the area rather quickly before it could before it would really catch on. And so that's what I did. I invested in opening that first location. And then I grew that location to four locations in less than three years. For the beginning part, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, business ownership is very different than being a trial attorney. And so I was just doing the best I could. Uh, I was doing everything my franchisor had told me to do. And I combined that with a little bit of, I guess, natural talent for persuasion that I had used to win cases. I applied that to marketing and to sales. and. And because of the type of work that I had done previously, I had been educated quite a bit in psychology, really understanding why people are motivated to do the things that they do, both from the defense perspective or the defendant's perspective of why on earth would you commit these types of crimes against other humans and what compels you to do that, but also from the reactionary side of the victim. Why did the victim take the, you know, scream or not scream or, you know, tell the person they told when they told? All of that played into really telling the story to the jury and helping the jury understand the facts of the case and understand why someone else's journey that you would be sitting in the jury box saying, well, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do that. I would have screamed or I would have fought back or I would have, you know, I would have, would have, would have getting them to have the empathy and understand why this victim in that situation took the actions they took. So there's a lot of psychology involved in that role. And I was able to bring that over and really apply that to business ownership, both in the way that I attracted our customers and interacted with our customers, and also with the way I attracted and interacted with my employees. And it was one of my main goals to create a working environment for my employees where they felt safe and supported and where I could pour into them and invest in them so that they could develop skills and confidence that they would take with them beyond their employment with me so that they could be successful professionals long-term in whatever career, long-term career they chose. So I applied all of that to my business early on and it helped us scale very quickly. And then there came a time where I, despite all of the success, I was not personally fulfilled with the role as a business owner. Well, for me, because we experienced so much success so quickly, everyone on the outside took a look at me as a business owner and they thought I had it all together. They were giving me awards and everyone was calling me, wanting to know my secrets and wanting my advice and my counseling. And, and I started doing that. I started consulting on the side. But meanwhile, I was exhausted and I had not 
I wasn't able to nurture my relationship with my husband because I was working all the time. We hadn't been on a vacation in five years and we didn't have children. And so we really had nothing holding us back from taking vacations and kind of doing what we wanted to do before I opened the business. And then once I had the business, it was the business that was preventing us from really, you know, having experiences and living our lives. And it was just because I felt like I had to be there for all of our locations. We were open on nights and weekends. And so if if I needed to be at the gym until closing, I wasn't getting home till nine o'clock. We would do marketing events even on the weekends. And sometimes that would take up all day on Saturday. And so being the entrepreneur I was, I was very focused on growing the business and I was very positive that it wasn't going to be forever, right? It was like, okay, I'm gonna put in all this hard work and I'm going to sacrifice time, like personal time now, so that I can build this business and have a lot of personal time later. And that was how I looked at it. But my husband was is not an entrepreneur and he does not look at things that way. And he was really, not happy with this lifestyle. He, he was like, you know, you could have a regular job and we'd have our nights and our weekends back and we'd be able to go on vacations. And, and uh, this was supposed to make our lives better. And instead we're not seeing each other. And he had a very good and valid point. So for me, that was my wake up call. So despite all the success, once my husband really expressed, you know, Hey, this isn't what we really signed up for. I knew something had to change. I knew what I was doing was working to an extent, but it wasn't going to get me to the big dream of having time freedom and unlimited income because I was like a hamster on a wheel. I just, you know, was doing, doing, doing all the time. And so that's when I enlisted the help of an executive business coach. And he really taught me how to effectively delegate, how to develop my team so that they would acquire the skills to the level where they could begin running and growing the business. And as we did that, that's when we our revenues really started to climb. It's crazy. The less I worked in the business, the faster the business grows and the better it did. And so at that point in time, I got to the point where I was only working about five hours a week on the business. I wasn't going into the kickboxing gyms at all as a member of the staff. I was purely going to them as a member of the gym and I'd go for my personal workout while I was there. I'd take a look at a few things, you know, make sure everything was in working order, but I trusted my team to really run and grow the business. So at that point in time, that's when I really began to consult on the side. I um, was elected to be the president of our independent association for franchisees. And I was also elected to be on our franchise advisory council and represent our franchisees there. We had over 800 people in our franchise, over 800 locations. And so there were a lot of franchisees that needed a lot of help that were struggling, some with the time management, some were overworking and many weren't making the money they needed to make to really enjoy even the basics in life. And so I really began to mentor those franchisees and saw that this wasn't just a problem inside of our brand. It was a problem system wide. And it's because so many people dive into business ownership and invest in franchises 
coming from an employee position and they bring all of their employee habits with them, which means they get in there and they just want to do, 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 and make sure that that like all the daily operations are getting done, but they don't really know what the growth strategies are that are needed to take the business to the next level. And so, and so they get stuck and they get stuck until they get the, the help they need to see the, the pathway out like I did. And I, like when I got my executive coach. So I was very mindful of that. And in 2020, we sold all of our gym locations because not because of the pandemic, but because that was our plan from the start. We knew fitness was many times goes through fads. And so we wanted to own the gyms for five to seven years, grow them to a peak and sell them. And that's what we did. And when I left that, I really reflected back on all the franchisees out there that really needed additional help, additional business education and mentorship. And I took my consulting business and I rolled it into group coaching programs. And now I own that company and it's called Ask April Porter. So I help franchisees fill that gap between what the franchisor provides in training and support regarding the business model and the things that the franchisee needs to develop within themselves to truly be successful. And those things include business intelligence, an entrepreneur mindset at a higher level, true leadership skills that can inspire and develop additional leaders on your team, and really an understanding of business at a whole new level. And so so that's what we do now with Ask April Porter, and that's what we're known for. What really sets us apart from others in the industry is, to be quite frank, there's not really anyone doing what we do. And those that are doing things that are somewhat similar, they've never been franchisees. I'm the only former multi-unit franchisee that, that we know of that is educating and mentoring franchisees to help them duplicate what I did, which is grow their revenues, expand to multiple locations, and reduce the number of hours they're working in the business so that they can achieve a life of swag. That's what we call it is swag. It stands for sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And so I'm really proud of the fact that our clients are breaking their revenue records. In 2022, all of our clients broke their revenue records from previous years and they are freeing up their time. I had a client last week who told me, you know, I've only worked in the business two hours a week and I keep feeling like there has to be more that I need to be doing, right? And he's like, but there's not, my team hasn't handled. So that's the thing I'm most proud of is that we're truly bringing that life of swag, of sanity, wealth, and gratitude to business owners that have struggled for years being exhausted and underpaid while taking on all of the risk to create jobs and to serve their communities in the way that they've done. So we have a program called the Infinite Franchisee, and it's a 12-month program that step-by-step -step leads people through the, the foundations of creating a business that's scalable. And each lesson is taught in a sequential order so that they build upon each other. So many business owners out there believe that 
you know, reading professional development books and listening to professional development podcasts is, is the key to helping them get to their dreams. And all of those are absolutely wonderful resources, but the information is coming at them very randomly. And it doesn't have any kind of rhyme or reason or sequential order to implement it. And that's often why people don't see success in trying to implement all of those different things. And that's something that our program does differently is we go in order, we teach you what you need to do first and then second and third so that it's not overwhelming and so that it's actually effective. So that's our infinite franchisee program. And then we also are the creators of the SWAG conference. And the SWAG conference is the first and only conference specifically for franchisees only. And it really is dedicated to higher business education, not just the basics. We get in to tangible, implementable exercises right there at the conference that they can put in place and then go back to their business and it's already ready to roll out to their teams. And we had our first one in April of 2023 and it was a smashing success. So we are looking forward to more SWAG conferences in the future. We also have the only franchisee centric podcast. It's called The Infinite Franchisee and you can listen to that on Apple or Spotify. It was actually recognized as one of the top 10% most shared podcasts on Spotify in the world in 2022. So that was a little surprising, but also very exciting. I guess the last thing I would say is the question I get most often is, do you only help franchisees? And the answer is no. We actually have several clients who are just small business owners, independent. They have their own brand. They're not associated or affiliated with any franchise. And everything we teach franchisees are applicable across the board, regardless of the business or industry. So we do serve small business owners as well. Over the past several years, um, part of becoming a business owner has been introducing me to the world of quantum physics and really understanding the quantum field. And in the study of the quantum field and in the study of, you know, energetics, I think that I'm beginning to believe less and less in luck and more and more in, you know, attraction. I believe that we attract what we put out in the world is what we're going to attract back to us. So I'm not sure that luck has been at play as much as, I guess, fortuitous manifestation. And I believe that has played a big role. I believe that it's essential for business owners to maintain a calm nervous system, although I think it's very difficult at times, but that be having a really calm nervous system and being able to focus instead of the emotional highs and lows, being able to approach uncomfortable or unfortunate circumstances and know with conviction that this is just a blip in time and that it's happening for a reason and that there is more coming. The more is always coming and the more it is going to be full of blessings. And so it's just having that faith and trying your best to make it an unwavering faith that really allows you to accept and receive the blessings or the luck 
as it enters your world. And that's when suddenly you'll make connections that that end up being just the, you know, open doors for you that you you are wondering how on earth am I going to do X, Y, Z? And suddenly the door opens and you blew right past X, Y, Z and the opportunity is bigger than you ever imagined before, right? So yeah, so I think that with that, we truly have the power to make those types of things happen in our lives by, by being certain that we are worthy of it and that it is coming to us and that we are ready to receive it. So, so we're on the lookout, we're open, and we are ready to, to raise our hand and say, thank you, I received this and take action with it. When I employ that mentality and that practice, that is the highway really to swag. Thank you for setting aside time to grow your business and mindset with me today. Every franchisee has a dream to achieve sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And I created this podcast to help you do just that. So if you loved what we covered and you know someone who could benefit from it, I would be honored if you would share it with them. Between now and next time, don't you dare settle for anything less than infinite success.